Hello and welcome to Buffy the Gilmore Slayer. I'm Brian Morris. And I'm Stacey Kulo. And this is our podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer and the Gilmore Girls. I grew up loving and watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And I grew up watching Gilmore Girls, but neither of us have ever seen each other's show. So our project now is to watch these shows together, introduce the love of our life to the show of our life, and share them together and see how the shows compare against each other. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, I think that's what we're doing. Is that what you thought we were doing? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what we're doing. What's new with you? I don't know. I'm at the uh, organizing board game stage of quarantine. That's mm-hmm. where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but it gives me a lot of pleasure to make like little smaller boxes for all the individual pieces and stuff. So that's what I've been doing. What board game? Eldritch Horror right now. I'm not sure why I asked. I know. Of course you know. But you guys out there, it's Eldritch Horror. We that- play it together sometimes. Yeah. I've been going to physical therapy. My quarantine project has been to get in shape, and it's gone very badly. I keep hurting myself. You hurt your knee and your ankle. Mm-hmm. I sprained a lot of things. Your yeah. self-esteem. I know. I just, I'm not meant to, to go outside or be active. Yeah. Our superintendent is doing some work right outside of our window, so you might hear that. It's okay. He's probably our best friend right now, because he's the only person we let come into our apartment. He wears a mask. He's also very loud. Um, so if you hear him, he's our best friend. Don't worry about it. So this week, uh, we started with Buffy, and we watched Season 1, Episode 5, which is called Never Kill a Boy on the First Date. So, Stacy, what happened in this episode? In this episode, Buffy is trying to, again, establish that she can have a normal teenage life while simultaneously being the town vampire slayer. So she's trying to date. She, there's this cute boy at the school named Owen. We've never seen him up to this point, but he seems to be very popular. He's a, a big reader. He's into Emily Dickinson, which is not something Buffy seems to be into, but this is very attractive to her. Uh, so the episode, she's trying to go on a date with this guy, and Giles is like, Buffy, you can't go on a date tonight. You've got to slay vampires. And she's like, fine, school dad. Eventually, she goes on a date. It doesn't go very well because vampires and, like, prophecy nonsense shows up. And in the end, she learns that maybe she can't date because she is busy. I would say that's the general feel of the episode. For me, this episode was about Buffy trying to have a normal relationship while balancing that with slaying. Which, I mean, it struck. Because that's sort of, like, the whole premise of the show, right? But this episode was just so, like shallow with Buffy's decisions. It's like, hey, there's this prophecy the world's going to end. And Buffy's all like, but I want to date this guy who I have nothing in common with. She's very smitten by him. He loves to read. She doesn't like books at all, right? She's like pretty shallow. He seems pretty deep. Also, he's like way taller than her. It's not a match made in heaven at all. It opens with Buffy fighting some vampires in the graveyard. Is that always where they are? There's a lot of that happening. Well, well if you kill... The, the vampires come back, not immediately. So if someone turns you into a vampire, you're not like, oh, I'm a vampire in 10 minutes. You turn into a vampire like hours and hours and hours later, maybe even the next day. Do so you get buried? Because they said something about... She's patrolling the cemetery with Giles, and she's like, nobody was freshly buried. There's no one to rise. Right. So... They get bitten, and then they die, and then they get buried, and, like, the Undertaker doesn't notice that they were bitten? Well, I mean, the Undertaker's just, like, somebody died, Mm -hmm. and, oh, he got hurt on the neck, I guess, and then they bury him, and then that night, they come back. Okay. I feel like when people I've known have died, it's, like, a several-day process before they're buried. It's not just, like, that afternoon they're in a grave. I guess that is true. Like, you gotta embalm them, and then, like, 
have the funeral and all that stuff. So anyway, Buffy is fighting vampires, and then Giles pops out from behind a grave. He's just there with her, giving her tips. Also, his hair is terrible. I don't know that I noticed that before, but it's very short and just spiky on top, but not in like a cool, I spiked my hair way. It's just, it's too short to be like suave or floppy. It just, it's naturally spiked. To be fair, I think most people's hair in this show, especially in season one, are is bad. The evil Hellmouth dude is back. The the master is that his name? He seemed a little less cartoony now. I think he's finding his character. Really? I think he's almost more cartoony now. <laughs> I don't know. He seemed a little more confident and assertive and less scared. Why can't he leave the Hellmouth again? He tried to open the Hellmouth like a hundred years ago or something. And it, like, opened a little bit, and then he sort of got, like, stuck in it. So he's sort of, like, stuck between worlds, and so he can't leave. But the other people can? Yeah. they Even though they're in the same room? I think the way that they are intending you to imagine it is that he is part of him, like a fourth dimensional part of him is stuck in this hellmouth. So he can't physically three-dimensionally leave. That's how I read it. I see. When Buffy first meets Owen, he comes into the library looking for a book, and... I think this is the first time that someone's actually come into the library. I asked you if that had happened. And Giles did not know what to do. I think he's really neglecting this part of his job. Yeah. He wasn't, he like barely helped the guy. The guy asked where the the book was and he's like, poems are that way. I don't know. And then he just like kind of scanned his card or whatever. It was kind of funny. He, he clearly had not yeah. done this ever before. I actually did hate the writing there because he's like, oh, I had this book of poems and it was like my security blanket and I lost it. And I know it's kind of crazy. I want to check one out. I'm like, that doesn't make sense, man. First off, you don't need a book as a security blanket. That's silly. But secondly, you, you want to borrow the library's copy of the book? What, until you get home and can buy a new book? Like, it's that's what? Yeah, like how long does he... You can't just rent this book forever. What's his plan? Is he not going to buy a new one? And psychologically, what's wrong with you? You can't get through a day of high school without this poetry book, you well, know? Well, if you're this boy, what would that have been for you in high school? Is there something you couldn't get through the day without? No. <laughs> like, I mean, no. I mean, yeah. Would I prefer to have something, some touchstone that's like means something to me? Like, sure, maybe something. But like, I wouldn't be like, I got to go to the library and take their version. I don't know. That just seems silly. Like, you know, read the poetry in the middle of the class? I guess. Yeah. But he's very into Buffy. Like. Yeah. I don't blame him. Her outfits are very short. Oh, yeah. They're so short. I don't. This is a public school, but I don't know that that would even fly. They like just cover her butt. When she's about to go on the date with him, her friends are in her room helping her get dressed. And she's holding up a bunch more dresses that are the same dress, different colors. And they're all too short. I'm like, those are shirts. What will you be wearing on the bottom? <laughs> Buffalo. What's, is Buffy short for something? I don't think so. That whole scene was crazy. So first off, she's changing for a day. And Xander's also there. Yeah, even though he's made it very clear he does not want her to date anyone besides right. him. It's it's not subtle anymore. I'm surprised she's not picking up on it. Yeah, not subtle at all. But also, she's just like changing. She's like, you can just turn around. And but I'm they like, don't say that. They just kind of nod at him and hope he doesn't look. But then they go downstairs and somebody, you know, Giles is at the door. Where's Buffy's mom? Yeah, where is Buffy's mom? Maybe there was a line about her working late or something. But it's just like weird Giles is just like popping over to her house, possibly giving up her secret identity. Giles just like busts in and starts yelling vampire shit. He doesn't know that her mom's not there. Right. Like, you can't just show up at your students. I mean, I guess he's not a teacher, but I don't know. Their relationship needs some boundaries, I think. 
Because also, when, when Owen comes in the library and asks her out, she asks Giles if she looks fat. And like, that is not a question. You ask <laughs> the adult authority figure at your school. Yeah. And then later, he also asks about her sex life. Or he doesn't ask about it, but he like mentions how like this life and, and her sex life might be complicated. And I'm like, she didn't say anything about having sex. She's like a 16-year-old girl. Maybe don't bring that up. <laughs> I mentioned this earlier, but... And, and the whole show is a struggle with her trying to have like a normal life or normal-ish life and doing this on the side, slaying. But I feel like that's sort of a ridiculous premise. Again, I love the show, guys. There's no reason to get upset listening. Love the show. But this episode like is the biggest example of like, I can't reschedule this date to deal with this like possibly end of the world apocalypse that's happening tonight. Like that's so ludicrous. Like... You can put a date off for another day, especially, again, for a guy that you don't have anything in common with. And he also seemed like very much like he wanted to date her. He probably would have like waited a week. Yeah, or a day even. She's like, I can't today. One, it's a school night, so maybe don't go to the bronze. The bronze? What is- There's not a place like this. I can't forgive the show still for that. I'm sure it's going to be a place in every episode, but there's... If anybody in their town had like a club where the high schoolers went to dance every night of the week, let us know. I don't think that's a thing. But he goes there like two nights in a row. Yeah. And buys her a muffin. Oh my God. What was that? Yeah. He like comes back after Buffy was talking to her friends or something and he's got a muffin. It's like 10 p.m. Who's eating a muffin at a bar? Yeah. Why does this bar have muffins? It's not a night snack. No, it's not a night snack. It's not a party snack. It's not a date snack. Get this muffin out of my show. Yeah. So the the show does, uh, this episode does have some uh, twists, right? They set up that there's going to be this evil villain, like anointed one. And we meet a guy who's like crazy street preacher dude on the smallest little public bus I've ever seen in the yeah. world. Yeah. The prophecy is like five will die and the anointed one will arise. Cut to a bus with about five people on it. And That's a, all it can fit on a little bus. Yeah. And a guy that seems like he could be a main villain. He seems like he just got out of prison, but he's like preaching the gospel. So the bus crashes. Giles sees that five people died. He goes to investigate it at the funeral home. And lo and behold, vampires are there. Buffy has to show up. There's a really fun scene at the bronze where... Xander and Willow show up and are explaining to Buffy that she's got to help Giles, but they can't break all this information to Owen. They can't let that slip. So they're like trying to come up with reasons why they're there. Angel also shows up again. First episode in a tux. This episode is back to just wife beater and a jacket, which I thought he gave to Buffy. So I don't know how he has it in this he episode. probably has a lot of jackets. It's true. Still doesn't explain who he is or why he knows everything about everything. But he goes in there and is like, you got to go help. And then he can't explain to Owen what's going on. So they're all trying to, like, give him information about why they're all there. Owen's just stupidly holding a muffin. God, he's just so dumb and tall. Do you have something against tall, attractive men? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's, it, that scene's funny. They go to the funeral home. Owen follows them for some reason. They, like, sort of hyped it like it was a cool place to go because they had to justify why they were talking about going there. Yeah. I, I don't know why he thought it would be fun, but he follows them, of course, like a little puppy. And that preacher guy is comes from the dead, comes back to life. They have to fight him. Buffy kills him. And they're like, cool, we won. The end. And here's the twist. The child on the bus is actually the anointed one. Bum, bum, bum. To be continued? Buffy learns in this episode that, you know, maybe saving the world is a little bit more important 
than putting people in danger because they're hot. I have a slight problem with that, though. Because the guy was, like, down for the danger. Yeah. He he comes up to... We, we think it's going to be over because after the whole funeral home fiasco, he's like, I got to go home. She's like, oh, I'll walk you. He's like, no, I'm going to do it alone. But then at school the next day, he's like, you know, that was so fun, all that dangerous, weird shit we did. I want to do that all the time. And then she tells maybe Giles that she can't be with him anymore because he wants the danger too much. And like Xander and Willow are more cautious, so they're fine. But I don't know. He doesn't... I don't buy that he's dangerous. He's such a like nice man. Yeah. I'm like, what's one more... Per- he already knows about all this stuff. Why can't he just like also be in your posse well, and he be your boyfriend? Well, he doesn't, though. He doesn't know they're vampires. He didn't think they were vampires. He thought they were something else. But they barely explain it to him. He just kind of like accepts it. Yeah. I don't know. I just was like... The, the reason that she couldn't date him seemed dumb to me. Yeah, he, I agree. He already kind of knows what's like one more person to tell. Yeah. Does Giles ever find love? I think that he and Buffy... Have, Should hook up. No, yeah, there's no choice for them but to date each other. Like, they're they're both trapped in this life where they can only deal with supernatural problems. They spend a lot of time together. I'm just saying, in a couple years, I think it's fine if they do. I had a friend that was really into Giles. Oh, I thought you were going to say that shipped Buffy and Giles. No, she was just into Giles. Okay. She tends to find a lot of, like, father figure type people in... Video games and shows is like sort of attractive. Who else? Who else does this person think is attractive? <laughs> in Final Fantasy X, there's a character called uh, Arun or Aaron. I don't know how to pronounce it in that game, but he's like an older guy. I like She's that, super the idea him. that it's clearly Aaron when you just don't know how to pronounce a very n- normal name. Uh, it's Aaron is the guy's name. <laughs> I did notice in this episode that the cemetery has a, a little sign on it that says, we'll take care of the rest. It's pretty funny. Yeah. When Buffy's dancing with Owen at the bronze, he like asks her if she's having a good time and she said something something like, Yeah, I almost feel like a girl. Which I get what she means. Like she's I'm having a normal night. This is fun, but like with no contacts, that was a very weird thing to say. I would definitely have follow up questions, you know, not necessarily negative, but just like could you explain that more to me? Like what what, what does that mean to you? What? Yeah, like, he's very into the mystery of her, I think, because she's, like, one minute she'll be seeming normal, and then she'll be, like, off thinking about something. I don't know. He he keeps saying that she's mysterious, and he likes that, but that line is a little too mysterious. I'd be like, right, 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 but you're a human being, right? You're not, like, right. an alien pretending to be a girl, right? Yeah. Like, you're not a robot, right? You're not Data or something? No. I almost feel like a girl. Like, I would ask. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that was Buffybot. What? Anyway. What's Buffybot? I don't know. Is that another episode? No. Audience, tell me. Brian won't. <laughs> the phrase, uh, bite me, came back in this episode. That was fun to hear. When yeah. I say came back, I just mean I hadn't heard it since the 90s. Along with pagers and crimped hair. It was fun to see those things again. <laughs> yeah. I think we learned that being a watcher is hereditary. Or at least gets passed down from your parents. So I'm learning a little bit more about where the watchers come from. His- and equal opportunity for the sexes because you find out that his grandmother was a watcher. Right. Still don't know who pays him. Yeah, we don't know that. I kind of liked the episode, though, despite all the things we just said. Yeah, like I said, there were funny parts, like the part 
twice where they have to keep keeping it from Owen. What's happening? Uh huh. And I thought the story was good. I, this is like the first one that I didn't predict. Right. I thought maybe Owen was going to be the anointed one because mm. it seemed too obvious that it was going to be the preacher on the bus. Right. I did maybe think it could be the child when we first saw the child, but then I totally forgot about the child. So yeah, I was I was genuinely surprised by the end, which was nice. But I did have qualms with like the specific reason why she couldn't just keep dating Owen. Yeah. And I have qualms with the bronze. <laughs> yeah, we all do. But I, I also think it was a fairly good episode of what Buffy's about. Even though I pointed out the absurdity of one date being more important than possibly following up on like a decades old, not decades, millennial old, century old prophecy. Yeah, I mean, Giles made it very clear that like this was a once in a lifetime event that they had to deal with. But I mean, also she's a teen and they're highlighting the idea of like teens are completely irresponsible. They'll figure it out. Their dynamic will get a little stronger and they'll fall in love. I'm shipping them. You're shipping them? Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll let my friend know. Great. And now for a special segment we like to call Meanwhile on Charmed. Charmed is another popular show on the WB airing around the same time. Now, neither of us have seen this show. But we're going to discuss it anyway. Based only on its IMDb summaries. So, Stacey, what happened on Charmed this week? Meanwhile on Charmed, Season 1, Episode 5, Dream Sorcerer, Prue's sleep is disturbed by strange visions in which she's taunted by a sinister and threatening man who has taken over her subconscious. Mm, so she gets hypnotized in this episode. Sounds like it. Yeah. We now know the names of all three sisters. Yeah. Do you know them? Nope. There's. <laughs> I did not think you would. Uh, audience, I'm not good with names they at know. all. They know. They know? Okay. I think they know. <laughs> they know? All right. We've gotten no comments so far, but I think they know. Yeah, if they probably put it together. You fans that have been listening all from the beginning, you remember the Melissa McCarthy debacle. Yes. I do have to point out that when she came on the screen for the Gilmore Girls episode, he was like, I still don't remember her name. I can't remember it. And then he guessed the name of a woman that we know in real life. <laughs> I was like, No. I didn't I didn't think it was that name. I knew it wasn't, but I knew it was something like that. And it was something like that. It did start with the same letter. Anyway, the sisters are Phoebe, Piper, and apparently Prue. Uh, she's seeing a sinister, threatening man in her sleep. I mean, we've all had this happen to us. This is like a common theme in life. I don't know that that's a recurring dream for me, that there's a creepy man. I often just like can't move my legs. You're always having nightmares about like ghosts and shit. Fairly regularly, too. I hope I'm not suppressing some memory. Maybe if I am, I don't want to know what it is. No. Maybe you're a charmed girl. Maybe, but what would that have to do with ghosts? I don't know. Well, we don't know he's charmed not a ghost. Charmed is just four women, three women, and this dude in her subconscious who are very charismatic. <laughs> so wait, you conceded that it's about witches. You're going back? No, I'm not going to go back. I forgot that we conceded that it was probably about witches last time. Okay. I mean, you can deny it, but I think it you're going to it's going to become more and more clear that it is about well, witchcraft. The episode's called Dream Sorcerer. So, immediately that puts me in the mindset that might be about magic. I just want to know if Prue gets rid of this entity or if she's stuck with it forever. Well, she obviously gets rid of it. Why do you think that? Well, cuz she goes on to judge the British baking show. Oh, you think it's the same woman? Yeah, of course. Oh, so Alyssa Milano must be a different one of them. Yes. That'd be hilarious if she is Prue. I have no idea. Okay, so we got Alyssa Milano, who's probably Phoebe. 
Right. Maybe Piper. Either of those. Prue from The Baking Show. Right. And another girl. Uh, the other woman's famous too. Is it Rose McGowan? That's not right. I have no idea. I doubt you're They right. just had a big fight on Twitter. Who did? These two women. Oh. Alyssa Milano and the other woman had a big fight on Twitter. We're going to look this up and talk more about it next time. I should look it up now since we're talking about it. I looked it up. It was Rose McGowan. Oh, wow. I thought I was like wrong. I was like, that can't be right. I assumed there's no way you were right based on your history of names. But I was right this time. And they had a big fight on Twitter. It was political. We're not getting into that, guys. So anyway, this episode is she's her sleep uh, is disturbed by strange visions. And when she's taunted, uh is the word I said. She's taunted by a sinister and threatening man who has taken over her subconscious. She probably went to get hypnosis to stop smoking because mm-hmm. this was in the 90s and people still smoked then. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the truth.org wasn't out yet. She uh, went to a bad guy and he like took over her subconscious. I mean, that's a common thing that happens in real life all the time. So, And she got rid of it at the end, do you think? Um, no, I don't think she does. I think the dude stays in her mind forever. It takes over Prue. And we, we don't find that out for seasons later. Yeah, I agree. I think Prue is probably going to be haunted by this guy for quite some time. Yeah. We haven't heard the last of Sinister and Threatening Man. Well... This has been Meanwhile Uncharted. Well, we made some soup and then we sat down and watched another episode of television. Gilmore Girls Season 1, Episode 5, Cinnamon's Wake. Brian, tell us about it. Okay, so Cinnamon's Wake, that's what it's called? That was the episode title, Mm -hmm. Cinnamon's Wake? I announced that on the last podcast. I forgot. Now I know what Cinnamon's Wake is. So Cinnamon's Wake, the whole episode is about this cat that gets sick and dies. Um, also, <laughs> not since, the whole episode. well, that's the title of the episode. Um, some subplots in this episode, <laughs> some small subplots in this episode are like Lorelai struggle. I think the theme of the episode is love, um, making you do stuff that maybe you don't want to do in a good way or making you a little discombobulated in a good way. So the episode's about Lorelai struggling with her attraction to Rory's teacher and debating about whether dating him is morally or ethically okay and fair to her daughter. And also about Rory not knowing exactly how to deal with her attraction to a very tall boy. They're all tall. That's the theme in the show. I think it's a theme in Hollywood. I think it's probably just a theme in women like tall men. Not me. No, you like a man who's exactly the same height as you. When we look into each other's eyes, it's straight across. But when we put our butts together, mine's like six inches higher. It is weird. I have a big torso and small legs. You have long legs, little torso. Mm -hmm. Anyway, just visualize that, guys. That's that's what we have. But like super cute. Right, both. And our butts are fantastic. Yeah. Rory is struggling with the idea that she doesn't know how to deal with her feelings for this attractive boy that went to or goes to her old school. Dean. Dean. So the both women are struggling with what they want to do here and not knowing if they should give in to their feelings. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Also, that cat dies. We mentioned that. And also a, a third subplot, and this one legitimately is a subplot, is the lady that teaches dancing whose name is... Miss Patty. Miss Patty. It's about her relationship with the grocery store she samples the food at. That's true. Um, what would you like to get into first? There's that a lot storyline. Okay, let's talk about Miss Patty and her so, relationship with the grocery store. Miss Patty is at the grocery store. This happens like halfway through the episode, maybe more. And Rory comes in and is like, 
I don't know. I want to talk to this boy, but I'm not sure. He's like stocking the shelves, which, by the way, are just piled with food. It, it looks real bad. It also very small little store. It's a small town. Well, Miss Patty, is that her name? Miss mm-hmm. Patty is just like sampling food. She's like, like licking a plum. She's like licking stuff. And then like the manager at some point is like, you can't do that. If you eat it, you got to pay for it. The manager is Kirk. Yeah. Who is now named Kirk, even though he definitely was wearing a name tag that said something different. This episode's got a lot of weird things like that, and we're going to talk about that. Okay. Um, so he comes up and says, you got to pay for this stuff. I'm new here. And she's like, what? And he's like, I'm going to call the police, which I want to say right now, totally reasonable. You can't just go in a grocery store and start slamming the food to see if it's okay. But she says she's been doing it for years. Which is like, well, that ends now, lady, is what I would say to him, to her, rather. But anyway... We find out later that she's their best customer and his the owner said she can do whatever she wants with her mouth there. That's salacious. It is salacious. But so is she. She says to Rory, like, this plum is better than sex. And I want to say, no. Like, I get, like, it, maybe a pineapple would be better than sex, but no plum, okay? A plum is not better than sex. A plum is worse than most other fruit. When's the last time you had a plum? Long time ago. And I was like, hmm, just Okay. And pineapple is... Pretty good, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, plums are pretty good. But I... but none of those are really better than sex. I mean, unless you're having real bad sex. Real good plums. Real, the best plums. Yeah, so we definitely got to learn a bit more about the town in this episode. A little bit. Whose uh, cat was Cinnamon? So that's their neighbors who I don't remember. It's a short woman and her very tall husband. <laughs> <laughs> Are you intimidated by him too? No, I'm not. He's a weirdo. Uh, is been... he Italian? Because like he says like going for a good walk in Italian and she keeps making him say it. Oh, I don't know. I think she just thought he sounded sexy when he said things in Italian. His it, name is Maury and it, her name is Babette. There's that line. I don't know if it's supposed to be funny or not, but it was to me where she's like, say whatever that word is that means going for a good walk mm-hmm. and he's like i can't do it on command <laughs> like yeah you can right a lot of the episode takes place in their home but their house is very short like all the doorways and the ceilings are very low for some reason which is interesting because maury is the tallest character in the show yeah and i know other episodes may take place in that house but you don't see it a ton so i, I forgot that that was like a a point that they made yeah and they've set up this cat's a weirdo mm-hmm. and then they am obsessed with this cat but the cat dies from old age, not from the clams that it eats, I guess. Yeah, they eat clams at the pancake place. Yeah, that was kind of funny, too. When she was pancake like, you got world. sick from these clams. They're like, at the from the pancake store? We see a bit more Luke. He's having a conflict with Suki. Yep, that was kind of fun. Suki and Lorelai are eating at Luke's diner, and they don't have onions for their burger. So Suki just like goes behind the counter and starts fixing everyone's food. I hated that. I know it's supposed to be funny and quirky, but I was like... No, you don't just start running another dude's business. Yeah. Like, I guess they know each other, and so, you know, there's a little bit of that. But, like, I would, I would be furious. It was implied she's done this before, yeah. too. And then they both bring food to the wake and sort of butt heads there over, like, yeah. how to best set up wake food. Which is sort of funny. I think they come to a compromise. Yeah. Um, the big part of this episode, though, really is about Lorelai wanting to date the teacher. He's the one that's like, hey, we should date. I know you want to date me. And she's all like, well, pff, um, okay. He's hot. He's got good hair. You like him? You think he's oh, hot? Oh, yeah, he's hot. Interesting. I never was like, he doesn't do it for no, me No, he's so much. hot. He's not too tall. He's great. <laughs> 
She decides they can't go on a date date. Right. But she's like, I do go to this coffee shop like every day. So if you like happen to be there, maybe we would see each other. Let's talk about this coffee shop. Let's. So the board makes no sense for mm-hmm. the prices. How much is a Americano brand? And a Cafe Americano. But uh, it's 95 cents. For a small, right? It doesn't say the size. Base Americano. Just says... 95 cents. 95 cents. Under that base price, which I'm going to assume is either small or is medium. But if it is medium, then I don't know why below it they have a medium price, Mm -hmm. which is 95 cents as well. Mm -hmm. So you get a small or medium, it's the same price. Now, that's not that surprising because Americano, Cafe Americano is just espresso and water. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. And so it's not crazy. A lot of times when someone gets like a larger one of those, they literally just give you more hot water. So it's would be the same price. Yeah, maybe a small and a medium could be the same price. Yeah. You just add water to make it bigger. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a problem with that. But then below medium mm-hmm. is a large mm-hmm. for $2.50. That's more than double. That's more than double the medium price. Now, there probably is an extra shot in this. You're right. But there would be... That would be a third more coffee because assuming a medium has two shots and then a large maybe has three shots and some extra water. Why is it more than double the price? Can Can you tell we both worked at coffee shops? It really upset me a lot. And the place was maybe called Cappuccino, Cappuccino, Cappuccino? Yes, maybe. That was what was written on the board. No price is listed under that. It was just up at the top. That was so upsetting. And then also he had a comment about foam that was bothering me. If you've ever worked with coffee, Don't everything this about the scene should have bothered you. It was very upsetting. Oh, sorry about that, everyone. So Lorelai decides she's going to date the teacher. Yes, he says some sweet things and convinces her that they should go on a real date. And, but, you know, it all comes down. There's the cat death mm-hmm. and she kind of forgets about the date. She's got to organize a wake. And uh-oh... Frickin' he shows up and Rory sees him. He's like, why is the my teacher here? And Lorelai's guy like, well, maybe we're going to be dating. And Lorelai doesn't know if she was lying or not to her daughter. And her daughter's like, I don't know. It seems like you were lying to me. And there's a bit of drama tension that lasts for about a minute. And mm-hmm. then it's resolved and she's going to date the teacher. Well, Rory's also very preoccupied with her angsty relationship with Dean. Yeah. I don't get it. It's like clear that she likes him. And it's clear that he's into her. When I was that age, if the boy that I liked was like following me around trying to talk to me, I would be like so excited that he jumped on the bus and tried to talk to me. I wouldn't like ignore him. But every time he shows up, she totally ignores him. Yeah. And then there's also the scene where she goes into the grocery store. We meet Miss Patty and the plum sacks and all that. But she goes in because she knows Dean is in there. Yeah. And she just like wants to see him, which I totally relate to. Just like, oh, I'm going to be at a place where my crush is. Maybe we'll make out even though we've barely spoken. But she was just so weird about it. She also hid it from her friend. And I'm like, I don't know that I would hide a crush from my friend if I trusted my friend. You know, especially because in the last episode, Lane told her that he had like asked about her too. Yeah. None of that really made sense. I mean, I guess, whatever. People are different. She's shy. Maybe this is all, like, she does want to talk to him, but she doesn't know how to do it. Right. Sure. I'm fine with that. So, their relationship in this episode kind of ends at the point where she tells him she's interested, but then, like, immediately runs away. Also, again, this is so nitpicky, but it bothered me. What's the neighbor's name? Babette. Babette is, like, in the kitchen, and she's, like, complaining about stuff, and she's like, oh, there's not a clean glass here. And then she just... Has a scene where she just takes glasses out of the sink and sets them to dry. 
that she does not wash. Yeah, they were like sitting in soapy water, I think, because they're kind of just pulling them out and putting them on the drying. But she's not like rinsing them. She's just like setting them on it. And I'm like, okay. Lorelai like half-heartedly washes one plate. No, but it's nice because they have a they have a conversation about like life and love and Babette kind of laments how now that this cat is gone, she's got to figure out what her her life means, which sparks something in Lorelai because Lorelai's child is getting older and is going to be moving on. So Lorelai needs to start thinking about what her life will be after her child right. is grown. So right. I think that's why she's ultimately like, no, I do want to date this man. And she implies she's, like, very ready to have sex, and Babette wants to know all the details of that. Oh, yeah. But I'm wondering if Lorelai has not had sex since Rory's been conceived. Why do you need to have sex when you've got plums like that in your town? <laughs> <laughs> you open up her kitchen, it's just plum cores. <laughs> One other plot line we should tackle is that Emily, at the beginning of the episode insists that Lorelai should come to this funeral for her, like, second cousin twice removed. Lorelai says she's never met this person. She can't go because of work anyway, and she's not going to go. Yeah. Which offends Emily. Yeah. Which is not hard to do, but still. But, of course, Lorelai's like, I'm not going to that. But at the end of the episode, she does go to her, like, neighbor's cat funeral, yeah. and Emily finds out. And Emily's she's like, trying Ooh. to call all day, and Laura's like, I was at the cat's funeral. That was pretty funny, too. She's like, oh, what do you have tomorrow? A raccoon's wedding? So what do we think about this episode? I liked this episode. I didn't care so much about a lot of the stuff that happened at the wake. Yeah. I mean, I think we needed the moment with the neighbor, like, having the realization about life to yeah. sort of teach Lorelai a lesson. I liked mostly everything else quite a bit, though. Yeah. It was frustrating how annoying Rory was about Dean, but maybe that's just... I don't know. I feel like when I was 16, I was not that scared to talk to the boy I liked. If I knew they liked me. Yeah. I mean, I am with you on that. I do understand that some... You and I are not particularly shy people. Sure. I think you used to be shyer than I was back in the day, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I didn't guess know you I could then. be wrong. We met when we were in our early 20s. Yeah, doing improv, which is pretty not shy stuff. Right. But I could see how someone who was like very shy and introverted like might not know how to deal with someone who likes them. That's fair. And this was like before social media. I don't know what that implies, but you can't like stalk them online or anything either. No, you got to stalk them on a bus. Yeah. And Dean's very good at that. Both episodes had buses. This one had a normal sized bus that did not crash. True. And both episodes had muffins. Yeah. One had muffins in a coffee shop where they absolutely should be, and one had muffins at a bar on a date where they should not be. Yep. But weirdly, both episodes were also about our heroine dealing with the fact that she maybe can't date the way she would like to because of her situation in life. Because of ethical conflicts. Like, Buffy has to deal with the vampire slang, so dating human Regular people makes that complicated, and Lorelai just wants to date anyone, specifically her child's teacher, but for obvious reasons, that's very complicated. Yeah. Do you think that it is wrong for her to date the teacher? I can see why it it is tricky, especially because it's such a prestigious school where Rory's grades matter, and it seems very competitive, but Lorelai, like, literally fucking her daughter's teacher might imply that she would get better treatment, which I could see the other students and parents having a problem with. And they're saying they're going to be discreet, but I don't really see that being super possible. Uh, I don't think it's ethically wrong to date the teacher. 
I do see how it's weird socially. Like you said, people might be like, hey, you're getting special treatment. But in a way, it's like if you legitimately want to date him for non-academic reasons, like you're, you're interested in him, the side benefit that it might help your daughter doesn't hurt. <laughs> right. But I can see it being problematic for Rory. I don't think it's ethically wrong either. Right. I could just see I could see why Rory felt uncomfortable about it. I got to say the the hair and makeup choices that they're making in the show are like right where I was at around yeah. this time. Uh, Suki's hair has like these little braids pulled back in the mm-hmm. front with little rubber bands. And just Lorelai's makeup like is just like a pastel. It's just it's funny because I'm like, well, that's not what we do now. But I definitely remember when that was the thing. Yeah. It's funny seeing Buffy's hair in season one because it changes so dramatically for the rest of the show. Uh, it's just funny to look at him like, oh, yeah, you tried this for a season and then mm. you went a totally different direction. Interesting. I mean, that's actually true of pretty much all of the characters here, except for Giles. He's got to hold on to that. Our Instagram account for this podcast follows a lot of Buffy and Gilmore accounts. Mm-hmm. And I have to be careful when I scroll through Buffy stuff because mm. I'm like, oh, that might be a spoiler. Like, I feel like she is romantic with Angel at some point, but what? that doesn't seem so unrealistic. I mean, I'm hoping that she does fall with in love with Angel. Giles. I mean, I may have seen them kiss. No, I think, okay, they're, no. No? I think you're misremembering what you saw. Well, I was hoping it was Giles, so I hope I'm misremembering. Yeah, you must be. Because if she, I think there is an episode of Charmed where they have Sarah Michelle Gellar and David Boreanaz on the show. Mm. And I'm probably. Two guest stars that fall in love, super common. Yeah, and I think that they kiss in the show. Okay. Um. So I, whatever gif or whatever you saw, I don't think it's related to. I do follow some charm accounts, so it was probably that. Did you like this episode of Gilmore Girls? It didn't stand out to me. Like I, I'm sure, like five episodes down the road, I won't really remember this episode. Sure. Um. But it was funny. It had funny parts. I enjoyed it. The stuff that I was really nitpicky on, like the prices on the board, obviously that doesn't affect the quality of the writing of the episode. That was a set designer's choice. Yeah, it's very much in our nature to like pick apart little things. So we're sorry if we seem negative about anything. But I mean, overall, it was a fine episode. The writing was witty. It was funny. I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to pay double for one extra shot of espresso and some extra hot water, though. No. It's not even extra milk. I did laugh quite a bit this episode, I think. It Mm -hmm. was a funnier one than some of them have been. Yeah. All right, Brian. The time has come. Which of these episodes was better? I think Buffy. It's hard to say because I liked the episode of Gilmore Girls a lot, but I liked this Buffy episode better than a lot of the Buffy episodes that there have been. I'm not going to be offended if you think this episode of Gilmore Girls is just better. I do think that Buffy was a better episode. I think I'm going to go Gilmore Girls. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just thought Buffy was more entertaining. Yeah. But you liked this episode of Gilmore more? I think so. It's it's very close, but I think I'm going to go Gilmore. But I did like this episode of Buffy more than I've liked other episodes. Mm -hmm. So, guys, follow us on social media at Gilmore Slayer and at Brian and Stacey. Brian with a Y, Stacey with an E-Y. Anything else you want to plug, Brian? You're going to be... Yeah, I'm doing a college uh, in two weeks on the 16th at UW-Stevens Point. So, if you're listening to this and you're in Stevens Point, Wisconsin or anywhere close... Come to my comedy show. It's going to be my first comedy show in a long time, like live stand-up yeah. because of quarantine and lockdown, like there just hasn't been comedy shows, but they're going to do a distanced and streamed comedy show at this college. So, I'm back into it. And... You can watch Brian and I perform on a live stream Mm -hmm. sketch show on September the 12th 
um, on Twitch at SketchNYC, I believe is the name of the channel. It's part of Sketchgram, a show that I direct every month-ish. It used to be a live show, but now we do it our now we do an all digital show in quarantine, and I'll be writing for that. And Brian and I will be making a sketch for that. It's a great show. All kinds of talented folks. And at some point down the line, maybe you want to listen to this podcast in like uh, in a year. We're going to play Elder Tour and film it, and that'll be up there. And you can see all the little fun box things I made. If you want to watch along, next week we're going to be watching Gilmore Girls Season 1, Episode 6, Rory's Birthday Parties. Hmm, plural. Yeah. And Buffy Season 1, Episode 6, The Pack. Of Wolves? We'll find out. You already know. You accidentally read the spoiler. I didn't. I thought you did. No, you told me not to. Oh, okay. Is it Wolves? I, well, I'm not going to tell you what it now is. No, I think it's wolves because you think I read it. It's a bunch of wolves. It seems like it would be wolves. It's one wolf looking for a pack. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Have a good rest of your week. Have a good one, guys. Bye.